Jacob DeGrom goes down once again. Top prospect Ellie De La Cruz finally gets the call. Join us for a gripping episode where we unpack the biggest news in fantasy baseball and also provide you with the best players to stash on this action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Anne. Yo, what's up, guys? How we doing today? You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we truly appreciate it if you hit that notification. I mean, uh, oof, if you hit that little bell below, it gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. Also, subscribe to the channel. And once again, if you are watching on YouTube and you haven't already, throw a like and a comment to us because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you guys. I'm sorry. I'm just a little excited about today's episode. We got a big one for you. But real quick, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter the promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Locked on fantasy baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. Let us be your team's secret weapon as we provide you with the biggest news in fantasy baseball. Plus, we're giving you the best stashes for your watch list and IL. But Matt, whew, um, I'm I'm excited, but I got to pass it to you, my brother. I think I got a little too much energy for today. Who do it's we got first? I guess let me be the bearer of bad news here and talk about Mr. Jacob DeGrom. Unfortunately, my guy's going for TJ round two. And it's really unfortunate because, you know, he started off the year hurt. He comes back and, and he actually looks like DeGromian, right? He just looks so good in 30 innings. He had 45 strikeouts. He had a 2.67 ERA. And he had two wins, like. You know what? He had all the makings of a great season and a great bounce back off of, off of starting off the year injured. And then, boom, here we go. My flanges are acting up. And you know what? Between Alberto Montesi's knees and everything else the rest of his body and now Jacob DeGrom's elbow, I don't know what's worse here other than the fact that, you know, they're both, their health insurance are pretty much funding whatever hospital they're going to. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, let me stop making a joke of things. And I'm sorry, Jacob DeGrom, what you're going through is unfortunate. And I wish you all the, I wish you the best, but you're here to talk fantasy. And you know what? We got a couple guys coming up later in the show. That'll kind of help you kind of, you know, make that comeback and kind of replace him somewhat. There's nobody that's going to fill the void of, with, of DeGrom, but we'll do our best to help you at least manufacture a win each and every week. So make sure you also tune in for Friday for pitch and ditch, but enough teasing Dom, take it away. Yeah. Um, I'll start by saying this. If you own Jacob DeGrom in a redraft league, straight out drop, there's no reason to hold on. He's out the rest of the year. As Matt mentioned, Tommy John, unfortunate. Uh, once I, I, same as Matt, I wish Jacob DeGrom and the Texas Rangers the best. It was a big signing for them. And unfortunately, you know, DeGrom just cannot stay healthy. 
Uh, if you own him in a keeper, a dynasty league setting, sell. And I know you're not going to get a lot. I know it's not going to be much. But Jacob DeGrom is 35 years old. By the time he's coming back from Tommy John, he'll be almost 37. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to have left in the tank. Uh, I mean, Verlander and Kershaw are still out there doing it good. But, you know, they don't really have the injury history that DeGrom has. I know Kershaw has been banged up a bit during his career. And, you know, Verlander did come back, but I don't I don't have the faith in, in DeGrom like that. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull it together. I'm selling and keeper in Dynasty on DeGrom. Take what you can get. Not a drop in those set settings. So, you know, do what you can. Uh, he's still owned in 80% of Yahoo leagues. Um, dump him. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, from being from New York, I, I've seen DeGrom pitch a lot. He's absolutely dominant when he's out there. But it's kind of almost not worth it in fantasy anymore because he, he just can't stay on, on the field, and it's unfortunate. But let's move on to – we have some more bad news, unfortunately, here. We're going to talk about Alec Manoa. And Alec Manoa was sent down. Uh, he was sent straight down to the minors. From what I saw, he's actually not going to be pitching minors right away. He's going to go back to there. Forget exactly where uh, they said he was going to go. I think to their facility somewhere in Florida, I believe, where they do spring training to work on his mechanics. Uh, Toronto has seen a lot of stuff they don't like from him. I've seen a lot of stuff I don't like for him. I had him like around, I think, outside of my top 20 starting pitchers coming into the year where everyone was a lot higher than him. I didn't even see this coming, and I was a little bit lower on him. I saw Alec Manoa during spring training. They had video of him. He just looked big. He looked like he was out of shape. He looked like he, you know – didn't do any training during the offseason. I can't confirm that, but it just, to me, it didn't look like it. Uh, I believe his spring training was pretty poor as well. And on the year, let me read you Alec Manoa's numbers one win, seven losses, 6 3 6 ERA uh, across 13 starts, 58 innings, only 48 strikeouts, and 42 walks with a 189 whip. Uh, Alec Manoa was just absolutely putrid. I think he's a drop too. I'm, I'm saying in not keeper in dynasty, but in redraft, I'd drop Alec Manoa right now. I'd pick him up for any of these hot guys that are, you know, coming up and, you know, making noise. We got a few names for you tomorrow. We're doing, you know, as always, best ads going into the weekend. So you're going to want to lock on for that episode tomorrow. And we got a few stashes here today that can, you know, help you potentially make up for Alec Manoa. But, you know, that's really, uh, that's, that's really it, Matt. Uh, what do you got on Manoa? Yeah, I was kind of holding out, hoping they would just, you know, kind of figure it out and get him get him right. But unfortunately, I guess the sent, sent him down was necessary. Honestly, in everything but Dynasty, he's an outright drop for me, even in Keeper. Because quite honestly, at this point, you probably have players you're going to keep over him and you're not going to want to trust him going into next year anyway. So with Alec Manoa, he's just a drop everywhere but Dynasty. And I just want to get that out there. But I'm going to move on. You did a great job covering him. Let's talk about the great good news now, guys. Let's talk about Ellie De La Cruz. My guy, you know, just got an alert, already got a hit that sent sent the ball 112 miles per hour. This guy has a hard hit rate that's just absolutely bananas. Ellie De La Cruz has been mashing down in the minors, and it's just been, oh, my God, it's been so wonderful just to see what he's been doing. And quite honestly, like, I'm, I'm just like, mm, I'm all hot and bothered. I'm not even going to lie. Like, mm, 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 mm. Because this year, he's just been monstrous, 158 at-bats, 38 runs, 11 doubles, 3 triples, 12 bombs, 36 ribs, 11 stolen bases, 26 walks to 50 strikeouts, which is nice, and batting 298. Like, that was his minor league season, and quite honestly, like, he's one of the few 
the few prospects coming up that I think we're going to see a quick translation, not an instant one. We're not going to see him have probably a 298 batting average. I think more of like a 275. I think that we're going to see the power. The power is absolutely legit. Um, the stolen bases, that's legit. But he'd probably do, you know, what's his career high for stolen bases? Let's see here. 28 and 2022. 47. 47, I'm sorry. I think, you know, real realistic expectation would be, you know, probably 20 by the end of the season, 25. And, you know, we'll see where the runs and ribbies take us. Ellie De La Cruz is a big, big boy. Uh, six foot five, 200 pounds, pretty much, you know, almost in that man body, which is scary to say, but when you're six foot five and only 200 pounds, I say another like 15, 20 pounds is perfect. So if he puts on 15, 20 pounds worth of muscle and Lord have mercy. And I love Ellie De La Cruz and he's so young, so talented. There's no way this can't, can't, uh, can't succeed, especially hitting in the Reds ballpark about 84 games. So, (laughs) uh, it's just, it's going to be great. Uh, and that's Ellie De La Cruz for you. Tom. Yeah, well, if if, I, if anyone's watching on the video and uh, I got I got my Reds gear on, I'm excited. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz is arguably the best prospect still down in the minor leagues. My opinion, he is the best prospect down there. Uh, well, now that he's got the call, you know, I mean, no longer, but he was, in my opinion. Matt read you off the stats. They're monstrous. Uh, let's talk about that 2022 season for Ellie De La Cruz on the whole 121 games, 471 at-bats, 87 runs, 31 doubles, 9 triples. So I showed you the speed is real. 28 homers, 86 RBIs, 47 steals, 304 batting average. Uh, I don't really get hyped about prospects like that anymore. My whole pitch is that, oh, you know, it takes time to adjust. I think I think Ellie's transition could be instantaneous. I think he can come up and just, you know, just dominate. It might be an Acuna-Tati situation. Ellie De La Cruz is owned in 60, 62% of Yahoo leagues. That should be 100. It should be 100. It's literally a pause the podcast. See if he's available in any of your leagues, whichever ones he is. Make the move. If you have a question for Matt or myself on if who you should drop, Send your rosters in, and we'll tell you who to drop for them. But that needs to be like as soon as you're listening to this, because that 62 is going to jump up to 100 very, very quickly, in my opinion. Uh, a few more things on Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, he has the hardest hit ball in all of the majors, minor league baseball. There was a game this year where Ellie De La Cruz had um, four hits. Three of those hits were over hit uh, over at um, 116 miles per hour. Two of those were home runs. Uh, no, no team has ever done that in major league history. And Ellie De La Cruz did it by himself. So, I mean, this guy's got everything. He's a switch hitter, so I don't think the splits are going to be a problem. He can hit lefties as well as he can hit righties. Uh, the only thing, I guess, is the team. The team is the only thing that might hold him back. But there is a couple of guys on the res that have been having a good season. So maybe runs and RBIs are a little bit shorter than you would think. But I'm with Matt. I see 25 bombs, 25 steals the rest of the way for Ellie De La Cruz. I think the batting average is going to be fantastic. But that is Ellie De La Cruz. Yep. And before we move on, we got a great prospect for another great prospect from the Reds, another great prospect and another great prospect that you guys all should be keeping an eye on coming up. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you through uh, with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, try BetterHelp. 
It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable for your schedule. Just fill out a brief survey, and you'll be matched up with a licensed therapist. And if you're not really getting feeling the therapist, you can always switch for free. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to save 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB. All right, Dom. Take it away, sir. All right. So, I mean, uh, we have another Cincinnati Red prospect for you guys. And this guy, now that Ellie's there, I'd say this guy's right up there with all of the top prospects, if not the top. It's Christian Encarnacion Strand. We've talked about him on this podcast before. Uh, Encarnacion Strand is already up to 12% owned on Yahoo. And just like his buddy Ellie De La Cruz, he has light tower power. And he's actually a little bit more in his man body, six foot two twenty-four. He's a you know muscly baseball boy. Well, and he hits them dingers so far this year. He has 14 of them in 37 games, which is absolutely ridiculous. In those 37 games, 158 at bats, 32 runs, 11 doubles, he threw in a triple, 38 RBIs, and he's batting 342. Across his four years in the minors, you know what his lowest batting average is? 304. So this guy can do it in the batting average department. He can do it in the power. He doesn't really steal bases. So if you're looking for a speed, you know, he might not be getting that done for you. But last year, Strand played 122 games in the minors, 31 doubles, 32 bombs, 114 RBIs, 304 batting average, eight steals. The guy, the guy's a tank. He's just, he hits missiles and he can really get it done. I think him and Ellie coming up, you know, uh, together is going to be awesome because I think they're going to call Strand up sooner than later. They just called Abbott up. They called Matt McLean up. I think the Reds are throwing it in and they're saying, hey, listen, you know what? If we're not going to win a lot of games, let's get our guys ready for next year. I could see them making some big moves in the offseason, uh, you know, maybe get themselves some more starting pitching to go with Abbott. And I, I think the Reds are ready. I think Christian Encarnacion Strand is ready too. He's 12% owned on Yahoo. If you missed out on Ellie De La Cruz, Pick up Strand now. We told you about Ellie. We told you about Strand. We've been telling you about all the prospects to, to stash. Guys, need to start listening up, you know? And if you have listened, congratulations. Yeah. Nah, he's an absolute stash and great take, Dom. I don't think I need to do anything but agree with you and move on. Um, Let's talk about Mr. Yes, Emmett, uh, Emmett Sheehan, right? I said that right So because it's pretty Perfect. phonetically. Perfect. Um. Emmett has been really good. Mr. Sheehan has had a solid 2023 season in 49 innings pitched. He has 83 strikeouts. He has a 1.64 ERA with a 0.791 whip. It is really nice numbers right there. He's also in the Dodgers farm system. So, you know, they spit out pitchers left and right. And quite honestly, even in 2022, he had a nice, nice season between um, A plus and double A with 68 innings pitched 106 strikeouts. And a three seven, uh, no, I'm sorry, two nine one ERA. I mean, the kid looks like he has legit numbers. You know how pitchers are going to adjust to the bigs is where that becomes a big question mark. Sometimes it's like instant translation, and sometimes it takes a bit. You know, pitching is a lot different from batting. Pitching is a chess match, whereas in my opinion, batting is more of like an advanced version of checkers. So, you know, all you got to do is worry about what's coming at you versus your grip, your release, your how far you step. Uh, having communication with your catcher. It's a lot more that goes into pitching and hence why we don't see uh, catcher uh, pitchers translate as fast. Sometimes, like I said, it happens, but not in most cases. Emmett Sheehan has a lot of potential. I like his numbers. I'm not too familiar outside of giving him a quick glance for, you know, the last couple hours 
but I do, I am impressed with the numbers. I'm impressed with what he's got going on so far. And the fact that he's on the Dodgers gives him a bump for me. So Emmett Sheehan is somebody you want to take a look at. He's not a stash, but he's a watch. And definitely keep watching out to see what this kid does. And if he gets the call, because right now they're pretty banged up. Urias is still another week out. Um, you know, they're down Walker Bueller. You know, who knows? Clayton Kershaw, knock on wood, can go down at any point in time. So, you know, Emmett Sheehan could find himself somewhere in that lineup very soon. So let's see what he could do if he does get that call. But again, just put him on the watch list. And second he gets that call, scoop him up. Yeah, man, great, great, great take with Sheehan here. Uh, I mean, the, the Dodgers have shown this year they're ready to call up, you know, these young pitchers. My thing with Sheehan is specifically he hasn't passed double A yet. You know, all of these, that's the highest level he's pitched at, which this year. Matt Reggio, those stats, that's look great in double A. But let's see if they give him the promotion to AAA, get a few starts up there, see if he's ready for the bigs, and then he could potentially get the call. Dustin May is out too currently. They have Michael Grove and Syndergaard in the rotation, and neither one of those guys are, are really great. So, I mean, I'm not sure if Sheehan's going to get the call. So, like Matt said, kind of keep your eye on him. He's got great stuff, good fastball. Breaking stuff is pretty solid as well. Uh, but, Matt, you did a great breakdown on Sheehan, so I don't really have too much to add. 2% owned on Yahoo, but throw him on the watch list for now. Once again, Emmett Sheehan, Los Angeles Dodgers, starting pitcher. Very, very good stats this year. Like I what I see from the kid. Let's started. move on to another great Orioles prospect, though. Ooh. Sorry. Um, our internets are lagging. Um, I got one more thing to say. With AA and AAA with pitchers coming out of the minors, normally what happens is they do get the jump from AA right to, right, right to the bigs. That's no- a normal thing. Um, so there is that yeah, possibility it is, it is. and it's usually an indicator if they could pitch in double a, they usually get the call and they give them a test and then you decide where they go. So I, I normally what I see is, you know, how I take it is if somebody's performing in double a really well, like he is, there's a good chance he gets called up to the bigs. But again, that's where that thing I was talking about, whether he will translate or not, but Dom, go, go ahead, move on. Oh, yeah, real quick, too. You know what? I forgot to say that that Sheehan is 6'5 at 220. So another young, another kid here that's in his man body already. Uh, as Matt said, you know what? We do we have we do see it. I was thinking more of like Abbott, who they moved up to AAA, Bryce Miller, guys that kind of, you know, pitched in AAA recently. But no, I, I, we've seen it before. It's not uncommon, as Matt said, to see them uh, pitchers make that jump, especially with the Dodgers. They know what they have. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Sheehan does pitch at some point this season for the for the Dodgers and the Bigs. But let's move on to uh, tease it already a little bit. We have another great Orioles prospect. I think we've covered almost all of them on these watch lists and IL episodes. This one, this time we're talking about Colton Kowser. Once again, 6'2", 220, another, another big uh, baseball boy here. You know, does his thing. He's a batting average guy. He's hitting 347 so far across 39 games, 144 at-bats, 45 runs, got nine doubles, eight homers, 31 RBIs, chipped in five steals. He does a little bit of everything, guys. You know, he um he got speed. He has um he has power. He's an outfielder for the Baltimore. Five uh, percent owned on Yahoo. I don't know if he's getting promoted anytime soon because we haven't seen the Orioles. You know, pushing all of those prospects the way that we've seen Cincinnati and some other teams doing, like the Dodgers we just talked about. So it looks like Baltimore is kind of waiting a little bit here to see. Maybe they're gonna you know do them all at once. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, Heston Kerstad. We've talked about um, Connor Norby. Uh, there's so there's so many great prospects there in um, 
in Baltimore. I don't know which route they're going to take with them, but definitely keep an eye on all of them. And today we're talking about Kowser. Like I said, great batting average guy throughout his whole minor league career. Has power, has speed. The counting stats will be good if he gets the call. Outfielder, once again, not sure if I already said that. Throw Colton Kowser on your watch list and see where things go. Yes, sir. I love Colton. Um, we'll see where he takes us. I don't think it's this year, just a heads up, but he is somebody to name that might get a cup of coffee at the end of the year where, you know, he might get like, you know, 20 games. So he's definitely somebody to just at least keep an eye on. You know, he could give you that playoff push if he does translate. But, um, you know, I think we should tell everybody what we got coming up here. We got a pitcher on the aisle that we think might have a bounce back. And we got another bat that hopefully bounces back. We shall see. Um, maybe I messed that up, but we shall see. <laughs> Tom, take it away, sir. Today's episode is sponsored by the clothing company, Bird Dogs. Looking for clothes that redefine comfort and style? Look no further than Bird Dogs. They've crafted the perfect blend of performance and fashion to bring you shorts, pants, and tops that will revolutionize your wardrobe. With stretchy fabric that makes your legs look great, they're not only stylish, but also comfier than any other shorts or pants that you currently own. They give you the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on the golf course, to a meeting, on a date, or even if you're just going to hang out with the boys. Bird Dogs just sent Matt and I some shorts, and we're absolutely obsessed with them. Guys, I keep getting compliments anytime I wear these out. I actually went ahead and placed another order with Bird Dogs because I said I love it so much that I need to get some more. So you guys need to go and do the same. If you do want to, you can go to birddogs.com slash MLB. And when you enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Shop Bird Dogs today. And we, as always, want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Make sure you lock on for tomorrow. We got a new episode featuring must-add players heading into the weekend. And once again, if you're still here, I'm sure you're a fan of ours and we truly appreciate you. We're almost close to 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, though, and we couldn't have done it without you. If you enjoy our show and want to help us out, please share our podcast with a few friends who also love fantasy baseball or just baseball in general. We'd be truly, truly grateful for your support. But, Matt, my brother, do you want to take who's up next? Sure. So, Mr. Trevor Rogers, we're in the neighborhood. Um, Trevor Rogers had a great, great 2021 and then absolutely pooped in his big boy pants last year. Uh, he's been hurt this year and I, he's on his, he's on the mend. He's already had a few rehab games. I think he's got one more and then he's going to be, you know, returned to the, uh, Marlins, Miami Marlins lineup rotation. And he, we could see a turnaround. I'm hoping that it was just something off and maybe he'll correct it this year. In that 2021 season, he had 133 uh, innings pitch. He had 157 strikeouts. He had a 264 ERA with a whip of 115. Now, those are great numbers. And then last year, last year, which was just shake my head until what the last like four starts, he had 107. This is for the total 107 yeah. innings pitch. He had 106 strikeouts. He had a 547 ERA with a one five one five oh whip like it was ugly his last four games five games was actually pretty good it kind of looked like he was probably it was figuring it out and was on the mend so i'm hoping that this year he can come back off this injury and kind of say hey how you doing you know i'm ready to rock and we can go from there because this year he didn't start off bad either 
He had 18 innings pitched. He had 19 strikeouts. He had a four ERA, which I mean, through two pretty much like what three starts, essentially. I'm not really mad at that. Right. And then his whip was a one, two, two. Like, you know what? If he would have got a couple more starts, it probably would have went on a better trend and he could have improved on that. We have no idea. So with the injury, I'm willing to stash him on the IL since he's about to come back. He's like nothing owned right now. So like you might as well go and scoop him and see where it takes you. I mean, worst case, what you sit him for, you play, you sit him against like tough matchups and then you play him against the soft matchups until he proves himself. And if he gets hit, hit rocked around on the, in the two soft matchups that he gets, you drop him like it's hot and you don't even have to worry about it. But you know, he's definitely worth the shot because that 2021 upside is all I'm staring at. And that could be the difference right now between winning a championship and finishing in like sixth. So Trevor Rogers might be able to take you to the next level, especially since there's no pitching depth out there. So this is a guy you kind of want to take a look at and really want to take a shot on. That's Trevor Rogers. Yeah. Rogers has all upside in the world. And let's not forget Trevor Rogers is still only 25 years old. There's a lot of time for him to, you know, get back on track. Uh, I, I think he can do it. I'm a big, big Trevor Rogers guy. I drafted him in a lot of leagues this year. Unfortunately, he got hurt. I had to move on from him in a few leagues. But, you know, his first minor league rehab start looked great. He had five shutout innings. Uh, he looked really, really good. He ramped up to 70 pitches. He might only need one or two more down there before he comes back. As Matt mentioned, he was pretty good. He only had two full starts. And then that third start was the one he got hurt in. So we really didn't get to see too much of Trevor Rogers this year. But he looked good. The stuff looked good. I, I was, you know, I was like, all right, he must might be the year where he bounces back from last year. Matt mentioned that 2021 where he was an all-star breakout year. Uh, huge numbers that year with the 264 ERA, 133 innings, 157 strikeouts with the 115 whip. Uh, loved every second of that, had him in a lot of leagues. I think you should go out there and pick him up now. Like right now is the time to grab him before he, you know, gets closer and, you know, is right around the corner from coming back. And when he does come back, that 15%, which he's at now on Yahoo, Trevor Rogers, will wind up being a lot closer to, I, I would suspect, like 70% owned, 75% owned, which he should be because there's a lot of upside there. We know what he's capable of. He's got good stuff. Miami's a great park to pitch in. So Trevor Rogers, go out there and snag him now. Definitely think it's time to do it. Let's talk about the last guy, though, and it's a New York Yankee. If you already know, Matt and I are New York Yankee fans. If you didn't know, you do now. And we're going to talk about Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader was heating up, heating up right before he got hurt. He was looking very, very good. He had the 2-6-7 ERA with six homers, 19 RBIs, six steals, and he was really on a tear. You know, he had a couple of big games right before he got hurt. But he has that hamstring issue right now. He could be back sometime next week, it's looking like. Uh, and I think he gets right back out there. He, you know, he's going to hit in that middle of the Yankees lineup. He was hitting like fourth and fifth, which is a great spot to hit behind Judge, behind the rest of them boys over there. You know, the RBI should be real. The speed is real. He's got some pop in that bat too. I think Harrison Bader is somebody you should go out there and stash, especially if you need out, outfield help. If you need a little speed, a little bit of pop, kind of that, you know, do it all type of guy. You know, he's a outfielder. If you didn't already know that, I think you should go out there and give Harrison Bader a chance. I guess. I mean, this is how I look at it. If I'm in a deeper league, like like a 12-man where my team is really beat up or really just like a 15-man roto, that's where I'm really con considering Bader. Because like he, his numbers don't really blow me all out of the water here, and he's not really like somebody that's like a, a fixture of health. Like, quite honestly, my guy literally needs his own hospital yeah. wing. Because, I mean, his, his career high for most at-bats, right, is 379. 
So like, and he, this is, you know, season 20, age 29 season for him. And I mean, he puts up a couple of good numbers, but his also his career high for home runs is 16 and 400 at bats. Like there's not going to be, you say that power power is not bad, but it's not going to be great. He probably will be serviceable, but he's not an everyday starter. But if you're hurt in the outfield or again, you're in a 15 man league, that's where I'm really considering him because you know what? Bader could be that influx between injuries, essentially, and might as well ride the wave while he's hot. And that's kind of my take on Harrison Bader. So he's more of a watch than a stash for me. I think I think when he's healthy, he's going to play every day. Oh, no, I'm not saying for him for the Yankees. I'm saying him for my fantasy lineup. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I I hear that. I hear that. He's more of like if you need a stolen bag or, you know, something like that. I, I can understand that unless your team is really, really struggling. You know, he might not be, you know, every day. But it's, it's a good plug and play, though. He's a good plug and play because you're getting a lot of different categories than being on the Yankees hitting in the middle of the lineup. You're going to get runs. You're going to get RBIs as well. The average is the thing that where Harrison Bader has never really succeeded. He's a career 246 guy. But if you can get four out of the five, you know, major hitting categories out of a guy that you're just plugging and playing, it is pretty solid. But as Matt said, he's never really been a statue of health. So, you know, with that being said, Matt, unless you have anything else you want to throw in here at the end, um, we're going to wrap things up. I just want to say he's like the, the the Aaron Hicks of the Yankee fans, how he was oh, for Boone. Oh, come on. Come on. I think we like him more than Hicks. I hate Aaron Hicks. No, no. I'm, we so ha- I'm talking about how much him. Boone loved him for, and how much Yankees yeah. love, like Yankee fans love Bader, but they're both guilty pleasures, and they both disappoint you. Like It's just like it's like that girl that you're always chasing. They're like, oh, please come back to me. Please stay yeah. healthy. And then and then Aaron Hicks just should have went like 17 years I, I ago, but don't got, get me started. We got tired of Hicks, though. Thank we God got, he's we gone. We got tired of Hicks, though. Hicks, yeah, over, oh, I would say over like the last two or three years, I was really done with that. I know there were still believers in Hicks, but I was just, I was just done with him. But, you know, we're, we're not the, we're not locked on Yankees over here. So we'll leave that yeah. talk. Go check out Lockdown Yankees if you want to hear some more Yankee uh, talk. But that's all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. And thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. If you're an everyday or a new listener, we truly appreciate you all. You know, it's been an honor and a pleasure to be doing this here for you guys. But make sure you lock on for a new episode tomorrow where we're talking about must-add players heading into the weekend. We got your Jacob DeGrom replacements. We got your Alec Manoa replacements and much, much more. But until tomorrow, see you. Peace.